All right, we are live. Hey, if you are listening to this or watching this, just want to say welcome. This is the Vibrant Faith Podcast. My name is Anthony, and I'm really excited about this new podcast. This podcast uh, is all about um, experiencing and following Jesus in all of life and highlighting people who are doing it. This podcast is meant to be an extension of my ministry and books I've written, uh, especially my most recent book that just came out. It is called Integrated, Vibrantly Experiencing and Following Jesus in All of Life. So really excited about this to be able to highlight people really everywhere that are following Jesus in different walks of life, different hobbies, different things, how people are integrating and living out the vibrant and abundant life of following Jesus Christ and what that looks like uh, today in 2020 and beyond into the future. Uh, and so I'm really excited that you're checking this out. Uh, I'm going to have a different guest every week. This podcast is going to be available in a video format on YouTube as well as audio format uh, everywhere that you would normally get a podcast. I'm really excited about this podcast because I really think that it is going to be an opportunity to just have a, a casual, easy, accessible podcast for the listener uh, to really just kind of take in people's stories of what God has been doing in their life and how he's been forming them and what he's been calling people to do in various areas of life. I think so often Christian content, theology content, stuff that's put out there is so serious, which is good. It's good for that, that to be serious, but I think for the listener, it often requires so much just constant effort and focus to really listen to, and it, and it can be, it, it requires energy, and I'm hoping this is going to be a really relaxed and accessible medium for people to, again, hear these stories, and it's not a burden to the listener. This is something that, yeah, you can listen to on the subway or in your car, but it's also something you can just put on in the background, like when you're cooking dinner kind of thing, and it's just easy to listen to. So I hope it's enjoyable for you. Welcome again. This is the Vibrant Faith Podcast. I'm really excited, and this is the debut episode. So all that aside, I would like to say welcome to my best friend in the whole world, Matt McNeil. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself real quick, but I have known Matt so long now. We went to college together at Waynesburg University. We were part of worship bands together. We worked at Waynesburg University together. Uh, we helped plant a church uh, right off the campus of West Virginia University together. We were on staff there. Uh, I've just known Matt forever. I, I love the guy. He was in my wedding. I love him. So Matt, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Um, my name is Matt McNeil. Um, I'm originally from Pasadena, California, which is uh, right outside Los Angeles, and um, I live in Charleston, West Virginia right now. Um, I graduated from Waynesburg in 2013, really weird to think about, yes. um, and then I, uh, <laughs> I uh, lived in Morgantown for the m most part um, since then, and uh, moved down here last year, so um, it's been really great. I'm continuing in this path of higher education, working at the University of Charleston now. I was at uh, Waynesburg University before this. So, um, yeah, just loving life. 
Man, it's it's so good to, to do this first podcast with you. I mean, I couldn't have thought of a person that I would have wanted more uh, to do this with. Um, we have been through so much together. I think our faith journeys have been so similar. We've gone through really similar seasons uh, in terms of just the ups and downs of faith and just life and maturity. Like we have gone through those at often at like the same time. Yeah. Uh, we've traveled to different places together. Some of the most yeah. outrageous stories of my life have happened with us. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited for this in particular, just to give you an opportunity just to share, you know, a little bit of your story. And really, I, the first thing, you know, that we want, I, I really want us to kind of touch on in this podcast, um, of course, different things that you're integrating into your life, but really just your testimony of what, you know, what Jesus has done in your life and how he's been real. Uh, what you've experienced is, is really powerful. And I think that would just be, as we get into it, just a perfect um, kind of setting the tone for this podcast. And um, I'm really honored that you're, you know, making the time to, to hang out. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, yeah. So Matt, just tell us, you know, in, Kind of the best way you can what is your you know kind of your life story where are you from you talked a little <laughs> bit about education so pasadena how did you get to pennsylvania let's walk through that uh, yeah so um man wild wild life story i guess um, when i kind of think about it all but um yeah i grew up in i guess you can say like a traditional christian home where um, both my parents went to church and I always went to church with them and I went to small private kindergarten school, small private Christian elementary school, small private Christian high school. So I was just kind of raised in that whole traditional tradition and um, yeah, it was one of those things where my junior or senior year, I just really wanted to see what that looked like for me personally. Um, I wanted to chart my own journey and my own path and what that looked like. And um, I guess like, I don't know, I, I think the tail end of my, my high school year, um, I don't know, things weren't really great in my life personally. And so I just kind of wanted to like try something new and chart new. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be a podcast without technical difficulties on episode one. Happen, kind of go. <laughs> you look good. You look good. Can you hear me, Matt? Oh yeah. Sorry, we lost you there for a second. All I heard was you oh, look nice. good. Nice, sweet, awesome. <laughs> Not surprising to me. I'm yeah. in like this. Uh, like the cheap apartment buildings, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So it's like by a river in and out of way and it's great. I love it, but internet kicks out sometimes. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So you were, you were just basically saying that, you know, you were graduating high school and wanted to really kind of take things, you know, a little more personal for you with, you know, your faith and just kind of your life and college choices. Um, and that brought you to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll get into 
that's a good place, I think, to transition to what, how did you come to faith? What did that look like? Uh, and really in particular, like how did God become real in your life? I think for me, again, I, I was kind of raised in that Christian tradition and I always went to Bible school and I always went to church and I heard about everything and I learned about everything, but it's different to hear it and learn it. And then it's very different to actually like experience it and to actually like live it. And so, uh, yeah, it was just, I guess for me, a time in my life, like where I just went through a really tough season um, of like evaluating my self-worth essentially, not yeah. knowing what I was worth, if I was really worth anything. And um, like I was, I was an only child and it got to a point where, you know, me and my dad, we didn't get along as well, like towards my junior, senior year of high school. And so, I mean, when I look back at it, like I was just like, a hot turd ball like like, <laughs> like on me like when I think about it, it was just like being an immature teenager but um it still like caused a huge rift in our family uh I, I don't know I wasn't like a super popular kid in high school um I wasn't an athlete which is so funny because you were like the coolest guy on campus at Wayne's oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man like yeah I just I just wasn't, I wasn't an athlete and it's just that like California culture, you know, like, right. Well, you've told me before you're, in or you're not, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure the pressure and just the environment was so, you know, so hard being in a place like really affluent Pasadena yeah. Yeah. where, yeah, like you said, like you either measure up or you don't. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine what that could have yeah. been like for you. Yeah. So just a lot of pressure on me. Um, a lot of voids in my life, I guess you could say I was really missing that kind of parental love and that parental um, like relationship and just got into a season of um, doubting my self-worth, mm -hmm. um, got into kind of like self-infliction, um, you know, thoughts of, you know, is this life really worth it? Yeah. just kind of the whole gamut of not not feeling love and so I wanted to like act out in ways where I could like know that like I am loved or know like oh like I can still like feel stuff and I'm still here kind of stuff so mm -hmm. um, that's kind of where faith really um you know where like the rubber meets the road really of faith um I had a professor in high school he was a, he was my science teacher actually and um, my senior year, he created like an apologetics course and it was awesome okay. because it was like science and faith. Like how can you, you know, combine the two together and how can you be confident in your science background and not feel like you're like a heretic or, or something crazy like that. So, yeah. um, that course really lit the flame a little bit in me where it was like, okay, like, you know, this is what I've been taught. This is what I've been told. Um, and like, this is something that I can like really believe in and stand by. And yes, uh, my undergrad, like from Waynesburg, um, was in science. So I've naturally just been like a very sciencey person. So mm -hmm. really like invigorated me and lit the fire of me of knowing, okay, like if I, if I can 
defend the fact that the universe is real and if I can defend the fact that everything in the universe is fashioned by the creator, then that has to apply to its creation, which is me. And so that's yes. where, like, the light bulb like really clicked in my mind where it's like, okay, even if I don't like feel something immediately right now, that doesn't mean that there's still not a plan out there. Um, and that was kind of like the saving grace for me to hold on to was, all right, look, I'm, I'm like going towards this goal and I'm looking towards this future. And um, even though I don't see it, even though I don't feel it, um, I can still like hold true and know it. And um, that's kind of where, you know, just charted a, charted a path and went to Pennsylvania, yeah. <laughs> I guess, and just wanted to kind of do my own thing for a little. Yeah, uh, that's, that's really cool just hearing you say that because we've had, again, like our, I think our, even our testimonies of just like pain and and doubt and you know depression and things like those being the catalysts for us to come to faith for god to kind of you know break in the light to break in mm -hmm. um it's really yeah it's really cool just hearing you kind of re recap that a little bit yeah. um can you tell me a little bit you know we're talking about you you know your science teacher let's maybe talk a little bit about you know your time at waynesburg that was a really formative time for yeah. both of us tell me a little bit about just like community like the importance of relationships and how your faith grew during that time what did that look like uh any specific stories or just seasons where you're like this community these people really impacted me yeah yeah well first off i think community is absolutely like important if you're going to live this life like fully which is kind of like one of your themes I really think that it's a community effort. Um, it's with uh, relationships with, you know, your significant other or your best friends and your parents and whoever you reach out to. Um, I think community is really important. And if you think about it, you know, God is essentially in community with himself, um, God, Father, Holy Spirit. And so um, that's kind of the model that we can go off of too, of knowing, yeah, like community is important. We should fight for it and we should be plugged into it. Um, so yeah, Waynesburg was an awesome place for community. I love that it was like a super small school, uh, just because you were able to get to know everyone really quickly, uh, with the Bible studies that they had in the dorm rooms and chapel services in upper room, but it wasn't, um, I guess you can say, man, this is really hard because, <laughs> so when I was in admissions at Waynesburg, they're like, don't say they force church services don't use the right, word right. like now when i'm trying to say it like honestly like they didn't force like religion or bible classes or anything on you and that was honestly really freeing because it was there and it was kind of the environment um and it was an environment where you were able to go at your own pace and come as you are and really kind of run with it once you got there so yeah you had to own it like that's that's yeah, what real life is Faith with Jesus, like, sure, you can maybe be raised, like, encouraged to believe or to pursue a relationship with Jesus, but that doesn't mean you're going to pursue that relationship. Like, you've got to do it. You've got to experience it for yourself. It's not enough just to say, like, okay, I'm a Christian, or oh, I attended a service, you know, this yeah. many times this month, or right, whatever, right. but yeah. yeah, I definitely, I've, I valued that, too, like, 
there is something about owning it, taking that responsibility of, now this matters to me. I yeah. want to seek the Lord. Um, and yeah, it was profound for me too. Um, man, you mentioned Upper Room, the worship team that we were a part of. That it was one of those communities where it was like just weekly having yeah. that opportunity, not just to, you know, go through a service and worship with other people and, you know, read from the word together and, and you know, see people worshiping, but like the relationships we built with other people yeah. were, you know, we could just kind of be vulnerable talking about what was going on in our life and what God mm-hmm. was doing and things that, you know, we felt like were callings and dreams, but, you know, just dealing with like the uncertainties of, you know, you're always thinking about like what's after college. Yeah. So just kind of walking yeah. through that with other believers who, yeah, you know, cared about you, that those type of groups were so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, I know, like one you. of my, like one of my favorite books is um, Scary Close from by yes. Miller. And all, the big premise of the book is um, like in order for you to really like have true, like true healing, but then also um, just true like passion and trajectory for your life, you really have to get scary close with yourself. And that means you have to be vulnerable with yourself and admit where you're wrong and admit your flaws, but then also admit, you know, where you need help and what you're good at to help others. And I really feel like Upper Room was that community where you could be vulnerable, like with other people. You could really get scary close to who you were um, because Upper Room, you like gave that space for you to do that in a really non like judgmental environment or like a high church environment. So um, yeah, that's like super fundamental for us. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to why that ministry has survived even today. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. that specific ministry at that school was started back in like 1999, 2000, somewhere around there. And, and we're still here in 2020 and yeah. it's still going and it's, they're doing, they're doing a great job. Yeah, it's it's still thriving, and the format, you know, it's not like they've evolved anything necessarily of what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, like you said, like providing space for students to connect and be vulnerable and just be together in, like, I guess, easy community, accepting, yeah. um, welcoming. Mm-hmm. Those things are so important. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I remember us when we were graduating just feeling like, you know, how are they going to do keeping it fine? The Lord is faithful. <laughs> it's all about what he's doing. It was never about us or yeah. anything like that. Talk, talk about like identity crisis. <laughs> 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 it's like, what do I do with myself? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, uh, we talked about, you know, we both um, have worked and even currently work in higher yeah. education. Uh, we both had, we did an MBA program together. Yeah. Um, we both love music, church. We've yeah. done church together. We've done a, a, a bunch of different things. Both of us have a bunch of different interests. Can you speak to a little bit, when you think about your own life and your different interests and things that you do, what has it looked like uh, for you to kind of integrate your, your life and faith? What has that looked like as you've been following Jesus as you, you know, you talk about high school and college, like you develop this relationship with Jesus, you find hope, you know, your life changed. 
Um, mm-hmm. Then what has that looked like as you know, we're talking about discipleship, following Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what has that looked like for you as you, as you sought to, to integrate them? Yeah, I think professionally, I really like the idea of higher education because it's an opportunity for you to kind of like be a shepherd um, to a lot of students who like myself, <laughs> like kind of like had no clue. Sometimes yes. have a clue, but like literally like back then, no clue what was going on with life. Um, and so I, I've, I really find it to be really rewarding um, to be in higher education and to work with students and just to help them, um, to help them figure out a passion, a goal that they might not have realized or to give them advice that they may not be getting from a friend group or anywhere else. So I really love the professional environment of higher education uh, because of that. So uh, I think that's something that's really awesome. And uh, I mean, like you've said, music is like, not to be like super cliche, but it's like very like, it's integrated like within me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just part of like my DNA. Like my, both of my parents were worship leaders. That's how they met. My dad was um, a music missionary and he went to the Philippines and one day led a service at a church and someone on that praise team ended up being my mom. So that's how they met was through worship and through church. And because of that, I've always, you know, been raised in music. My dad has a master's in music and he, um, his instrument is the trumpet. So he always played trumpet at church and different things like that. So um, I've always, always, always valued and really loved music and whether that's, you know, literally playing at a church and being very, I guess, like open with um, glorifying God with your talents or even, you know, just like jamming with other people and kind of having that be a bridge um, or even just doing like a generic coffee house at a local coffee shop and being able to also be that bridge, but then also select songs that kind of make people think. Um, Yeah. I think that's definitely (laughs) a cool way um, to integrate, you know, what I'm passionate about uh, just with like daily life. Mm -hmm. Those are some of my, in all the times, just me in general, ever playing music, like my favorite examples of of like, when I think of shows or just anything have been when we like played like just different coffee houses and different type of yes. environments where yeah it's like yes. mixed audience and you're playing yes. songs it's like you're trying to get people to think those yes. are my absolute <laughs> favorite favorite times yeah absolutely I, I love it yeah those are those are fun times for sure yeah yeah um man that's great and i also think like for music too you know just conversations we've had in the past i know you've shared before that like music has been really great for you in terms of just like learning how to like express things that you're feeling and like asking questions and finding healing, like music in a way for you personally, you know, you've shared before, like that has led you back to God in so many ways. Uh, That's something, you know, that I've even written about in my new book is like music. There's so many different art forms. If we just pay attention to like, what are expressions saying? Mm -hmm. And then we kind of, ask those same questions and wrestle with things that we feel, you know, we listen to a great piece of music or a movie and Mm -hmm. it can have nothing to do with 
you know, obviously church or anything like that, but, um, you know, you see a great movie that's like a redemption story, something that resonates with you, you know, the pain that a character is going through might be something that you have experienced and you, you know, everyone wants closure, everyone wants healing, everyone wants to have answers to what's going on in their story. And I think that's where the gospel comes in is we Mm -hmm. speak after that. Yeah. Uh, It's incredible the things that happen. And so, yeah, you have been such an influence to me just in how something like music can be a powerful tool Mm -hmm. for what God can do in your life. So, um, yeah, Yeah, I mean, and it's like, I mean, look through the Psalms, like, yeah, it's really awesome of it. This might sound like a little, Pokey pokey, I don't know, but it's just like, it's just, in my opinion, it's kind of your soul's outlet. It's your soul's way of mm-hmm. like letting, letting go of what might, what you might be harboring inside. I feel like music is a way f- for you to express it in a way that is healthy for you to like get it off you and to offer it up to God. Um, but then also in a way just to glorify God for what he's still doing within it. Um, and so I think, yeah, music is always really important to me and worship always has, you know, that awesome effect on people. Um, you know, if they tap into it for sure. Yeah. Let's, um, keep addressing this theme a little bit more when we think of like integrating life and faith, the verse that really like captures this for me is John 10, 10, uh, where Jesus talks about like, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. Uh, and some translations say, you know, abundant life that, yeah. that when we talk about following Jesus, being a part of his kingdom, what this all about is about the reason he created us is to be in him and to basically experience life as it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of want to, you know, get into it a little bit with you, this idea of like abundant life, vibrant faith, just this idea of like flourishing and living out like the full potential of what this life is meant to be. You know, we can think of gospel themes like, you know, redemption and reconciliation and hope and joy and those different things. When we think of, you know, we'll use the phrase vibrant faith. Like what has that looked like for you? Uh, in different things. I, we'll, we'll touch on like your relationships, uh, the communities you've lived in uh, even now. Like what, where do you see some of those themes playing out as you think of, okay, I'm called to live out this abundant life of following Jesus and he's calling me into purpose, into meaning in different things. What, is, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so we we went on mission trips twice uh, to Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, uh, the absolute stud, Dr. John Perkins. Uh, what, a, what a legend! Amazing, <laughs> and um, I, I'll never forget. We were in like this roundtable Bible study discussion with him. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like that's so awesome that we were casual, to, right? But I think I'm pretty sure I asked him like just very straight faced like what does success mean to you mm-hmm. um, and for him he responded and I'll never forget it it's always been stuck in my mind is success is when achievement meets fulfillment and you okay. can't 
truly achieve if you're not truly fulfilled. And so that's really kind of been kind of the lens that I've put on for myself whenever I live life is what am I doing where I'm achieving my goals and I'm using what I'm good at to help other people. But at the same time, it really satisfies my soul and gives me that intangible feeling of fulfillment that I really can't get anywhere else. And so that's kind of been, I guess, like my litmus test of whatever I do in life and wherever I go is, is like, number one, yeah, am I achieving through this? But number two, am I being fulfilled through this too? Um, So when I think of vibrant faith, I just think of opportunities where um, I'm able to combine those two really easily. Um, and I think, yeah, vibrant faith is really important too, because um, I think it's through vibrant faith where people can see the actual like fruits of the spirit. Um, mm-hmm. They see the actual fruit of the gospel and char- character traits of Jesus that, you know, they may not read, you know, if the Bible is awesome, uh, but it's also like very dense and if someone reads in the wrong place it might get confused and so i think the true i don't know i think like the true picture is someone really living out the fruits of the spirit and someone who models their life after jesus and um really integrating their faith with that yeah i love that like especially you talked about achievement and fulfillment like those two but through like the lens of is what I'm doing, not just good for me, but also for the good of others. Yeah. That's like the best definition of like, I guess you could say like gospel success or gospel mm-hmm. purpose, like what God calls us to when we talk about like loving God, loving your neighbor is yeah. Like that was great. I really yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm excited to go back and like re-listen to that. That's really <laughs> So I'll, Dr. John Perkins, he is a, he is a well. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, that's, that is, I need to sit on that one for a minute. <laughs> that is good. Um, let's talk a little bit about, so where you're uniquely at. In 2020, um, anybody's guess is as good as anyone else's in terms of what our futures could look like and where we are being called to, you know, but where do you kind of discern what God is doing in your life now? Uh, You know, maybe touch on that, but where do you feel like you are being called to in the future in terms of what, what dreams do you feel like God is putting on your life? What uh, things do you feel like he's wanting you to be living out? You know, whether that's work or, you know, maybe a location you're called to, uh, you know, relationships, issues, anything along those lines, where do you feel like God may be calling you as you look forward to the future? Yeah. I always describe my dream. And I I think I've said this to you a couple of times, but if you ask me like what the dream is for me in my life, it's always church and coffee. If I'm able to do church and coffee, both, (laughs) um, one is fine, but both (laughs) would be really sweet. Um, that that's the dream for me. And um, I don't know, I feel that I'm in a place now where I'm able to really seriously pursue um, either one of those. So that's something that's really exciting. Um, More specifically coffee, I feel like that's an avenue where 
it's it's more than just I really like coffee and I've been to a lot of coffee shops to where it's like okay I really genuinely love the art of coffee and what it can do and how can I bring that to my community um, yeah. and to like what you were saying like how can I use that as kind of a beacon um, within the city to bring people to so I think that's kind of my dream is I would really love to open up a coffee shop um, where it's a huge community hotspot yeah. um, where people are able to come and gather around a table and just talk and get to know one another and just know that they're not alone, that there's other people who might be struggling with the same things and there's other people, you know, that they able, that they're able to connect with that they may not know of like just right off the bat and so um that's kind of the dream that i'm pursuing is i'd love to open up a coffee shop soon yeah which i i, I just love that that focus of creating that type of environment because there's coffee shops everywhere yeah but, <laughs> but designing it in a way where it is focused on that intentionality of relationships and dignifying and valuing like you just said like every person who comes in, I think yeah. that that's incredible. Um, and I'm excited to see yeah. how those dreams play out for you because they will. Thanks I really you. believe that. <laughs> so. um, let's kind of transition. We're getting a little bit to the end of our time together. Um, so Matt, as we, as some of these things we've talked about, this idea of integrating your life and your faith and, following Jesus, experiencing life with God. Um, what do you really think it's important, all this can, you know, considered, especially when we think about our place in the world today, mm. all this together, what do you think are some, some things that you would say that are important for Christians to be considering, to be engaging? Um, what are some thoughts that you would leave for anybody who just could be listening to this right now? Yeah. Hmm. I would say, I, I don't know, I think the one theme, I guess, that's been on my heart, especially right now, um, is just the idea of a season. Um, and I know I feel like I'm in a season of life where it's kind of like a transitional season. season. Um, and I think that's kind of a thought um, to ponder on when we think about and like integrating your faith into what you do um, just because we live in a culture that's very like instantaneous. Um, you can hop on social media, get what you want automatically. Yeah. You post a photo, you get a like automatically. It's just a, it feels like a very fast paced environment when in reality, sometimes it's just not. And especially with faith, it's not. And sometimes it takes a whole lot longer than you would ever want or even pray for. Um, but that's just my encouragement is, you know, there's a season for everything. And we know that in Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes. Um, and just to be able to be content in the season that you're in um, and to be able to really absorb you know, the season that you're going in to move forward from it. Um, so I think that's something that was really important as well. Absolutely. I'm looking up real quick because I don't want to butcher 
this quote. Um, but I, I love the, um, the Eugene Peterson quote. Um, thinking of this uh, in terms of discipleship as a long obedience in the same mm -hmm. direction. Like it's, it's a slow yeah. process. Yeah. Like these things that we pray for, like sometimes we get breakthroughs, you know, that happen quick, but that is not the norm that right. following Jesus, this life of faith, it's a lifetime. Like yeah. it is, it is a journey. Those things, yeah, are cliche, but they're true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just love that phrase, you know, long obedience in the same direction, um, that faithfulness, there's a slowness to that. And I think that's really good, even as our lives and culture have slowed down a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, we still want that kind of instant gratification. And, right. You know, we want a vaccine now kind of thing. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's, yeah. it's just good that God is present every yeah. day. He is faithful mm -hmm. every day, even when it feels like he's not. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. That's, that is a great encouragement. Um, kind of the last question I want to ask you is a bit of a fun one. So again, the theme we're going for here is based off the book integrated, uh, but just thinking of, again, flourishing things yeah. uh, at their full potential. Um, what are some recommendations? We've talked about music in particular. Yeah. What are some, a few expressions like music or movies, yeah. books, you mentioned scary yeah. quotes. Yeah. What are a few examples you would give of some things that have just been really, really important to your faith and uh, your growth? Just things that yeah. you shared for the listeners. Yeah, I think just uh, just for like not having too like too long a list. I think the one book that I've really resonated with, kind of integrating your faith into life and living a vibrant, flourishing faith. Um, is Love Does by Bob Goff. That is, yes. for me, like one of my MVP books that I like will go back to read just because Bob is wild. He's amazing. <laughs> like if you, want, if you want to learn about how to live life truly joyfully, you need to read Bob Goff books because he's just great. And I think he does it really well and he does it really genuinely. And so Love Does is just amazing. One of my favorite books, highly recommend um yeah with music um i really love you already know this but um of dirt and grace is one of my favorite worship yeah. albums. um it's the acoustic version of hillsong's empires um mm -hmm. but i think i think just it really makes you pause and really makes you think about yourself and the world around you but just how good god is within it um, I also think Simple Gospel from United Pursuit is also yeah. a really solid album. Um, and then again, for me, um, Becoming Who We Are from King's Kaleidoscope. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Album. Um, and yeah, I just love like, again, like my dad played trumpet. So I love like the brass and the wind instruments in there. It sounds great. Um, but that's another really fun album to get you pumped up um and to get you um excited for what god's doing in your life absolutely man those are great um definitely was kind of waiting for you to drop a star wars reference <laughs> 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 uh, 
it's important to you. I, I don't know. The last the last three made me question things a little bit, but yeah, the the, the OG trilogy is still the OG trilogy. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I still I'm I'm definitely very soon. I have yet to watch the Mandalorian, and I'm going oh, to no. check you that out to. very soon. Up. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 digging really deep into the Star Wars universe, so I'm excited. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, Matt, uh, I, we really could talk all night. Yeah. Uh, on these themes and just share different <laughs> stories, and uh, we will. I will absolutely have you back on. Um, for this podcast and we'll dig into again different themes and stories in the future uh this is just the first episode of this podcast it's going to be available uh, on youtube and it's going to be available in audio formats pretty much everywhere that you would normally get podcasts uh so if you have enjoyed this if you're excited to check out future episodes of this make sure uh, on the respective platforms to like it to subscribe to it Feel free to share it on social media. I'm um, going to be reaching out to a lot of friends to be potential guests. Got a lot of great ideas for just the, the future of what this could be. Uh, again, my new book is out. It's called Integrated, Vibrantly Experiencing and Following Jesus in All of Life. It is available uh, exclusively on Amazon. Um, really excited about it. Have had some great feedback already. Uh, Matt, again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, you're my best friend, and this has just been really wonderful. This is the first of many, and uh, we'll talk soon. So, Sounds good. Uh, listeners, thank you again for checking this out, and you'll be hearing from us again soon. Thank you. Mm -hmm.